my blood still ran cold, like the Arctic running through my veins when you called me and said that mom was going to listen to our podcast. This is Pop Apologist. I'm your co-host, Lauren Bledsoe, and today we discuss our personal highs and lows in the time of coronavirus, the dramatic showdown between myself, Chandler, and our mom when we originally launched this podcast, iconically bad tattoo ideas we had in each of our respective youths, I reveal possibly one of the most embarrassing revelations of all time, and of course, we dig into all the reality show commentary you've been foaming at the mouth for. Bon appetit, baby. Well, hello again. Welcome back to the Pop Apologist. Chandler, Megan, welcome back. Thank you. How does it feel to be basically famous to have our podcast blown up? You guys, our statistics, our followers have gone from like 26 Instagram followers to like 130. So that's outrageous growth. I'm not good at math, but that's definitely it's a large exponential, percent. right? <laughs> exponential sure. would be a word. Yeah. <laughs> Mathematicians everywhere are nodding. I'll need to check with statisticians on Twitter and see if that's actually accurate. Yeah, we really, we really grew loops and bounds. Thank you to everyone who listened. Thank you to the one person who gave us a yes, review. L. Thank you so much, L. We are obsessed with L. Yeah. And if you want us to be as obsessed with you as we are with L, then please give us a five-star review. Make it funny. Make it thoughtful. Take an hour out of your day and give us a review like L did because L's review is killer. I'm not opposed to giving like a person personal shout out to every single person that leaves us. Let's just read them on air. Read them to the public. Are people going to be scared off by the thought of it getting read out loud? Yeah, that's true. Maybe. We don't care. Make it good. We won't read your reviews, but please give them. That's that's what we're saying here. (laughs) We'll give highlights. This one was entitled Petty Perfection, and I have no problem speaking for all three of us when I say thank you. Thank you, Elle. So guys... What has been going on? How have you been? How's the week been? Yeah. Should we do a little high and low from this past week? Yeah, just like we're sitting at Chris Jenner's dinner table. Let's give our, do they call it pits and valleys, don't they? Oh, yeah. Rose and thorn, peaks and valleys. Speaking of someone who does a lot of self-reflecting, you can call it either of those things. Just like we're sitting at Chris Jenner's table, eating some Nicole's nachos. And a Hanson's cake. Just a casual <laughs> chicken Caesar salad. Let's yeah. really dig in. Chandler, let's start with you. Highs, lows? Uh, I'm going to say we're mostly lows. We're pretty low. Sorry, um, sis. Work is insane, but you know, I'm just taking it day by day. I had a breakthrough this week, week five. I feel like a prisoner in that my only joy is taking a shower and enjoying a nice glass of Crystal Light. Crystal Light. Hold on. Go back. What flavor? Uh, okay, right now, thank you for asking. Working with some strawberry. I'm working with some peach mango green tea. Caffeinated though. And then I've got some raspberry lemonade for when I don't want the caffeine and I just want the delightful nectar. I've been known to hit a free, a fruit punch from time to time. Ooh, a fruit punch is, I, oh, I'm always worried though about that ring above my lip. Even though I'm working from home, you can never be too careful. So what you're telling us, Chandler, is that your sole source of joy right now is drinking Crystal Light and what, taking a bath? <laughs> Is that what you said? No, a shower. Baths are a luxury that are long gone. I don't have time to take a to take a bath, to run a bath even, let alone sit in it. 
My joy is just when I get to scrub the, the dreariness of my day off of myself. And when I get to wash my hair, washing my hair feels like a reward. And that's why I feel like a prisoner because, you know, I don't actually know a lot about being a prisoner, but I would assume you don't get to shower every day. Megan, do you have- I know a lot. Yeah. I know a lot. I watch uh, MSNBC Lockup religiously. I am on a quest to make sure that if I ever am put in prison, because you don't know, I mean, doing everything I can to not, but you don't know, wrong place, wrong time, what have you. I just want to make sure that I'm the pod boss and I think I'm going to be okay. But I have studied a lot of it. I know a lot about commissary. Yes. Uh, I feel like you could get crystallite out of commissary. I think so. Yeah. Not alcohol or anything like that. Just crystallite. Yeah. And I think you could probably store it in some kind of a bucket or something like that and make some sort of like a jailhouse hooch, you know, something that (laughs) throw in like some rotting orange peels and get a good buzz off of it. Potentially. I'll look into that. I remember... We had a cousin who went to prison. We've had several several cousins who've gone to prison. And when one said cousin came home from prison, he talked to me a lot about this prison dip that he made. And to this day, it sounds absolutely delightful. What it is, we'll put this in the show notes. <laughs> time out. You said that 14 times last time. We had no show notes, by the way. It was all of a sudden thrust upon me to post the, the episode and all I could think of was like shit Chandler said so many different like we'll post it in the notes I, and then we didn't that's okay you know I think actually show notes is just more of a, a concept we don't actually have to put it into action. <laughs> we have 130 listeners now and they are gonna be so disappointed to anyone who's thinking about giving us four stars instead of five because of the lack of show notes I plead upon you please please be a little gentle with us We'll get to show notes. I mean, if eventually. they're not gentle with us, we won't be gentle with them. That is a threat. So four, four stars is a, a death wish in my book. So episode two, and we're already issuing threats to our listeners. I love this going. Let's just keep it running. Let's, let's right. up the ante. Back to wait, what was the prison dip? I actually really wanted oh. to hear. This is the most engaging content I've heard. Okay, real quick, prison dip. Super fast and easy. You could make it in, you know, your kitchen, at the beach, in your cell, wherever. You just do a layer of bean dip, layer of hot Cheetos, and then a layer of Fritos. And that, you know, that's just your quick prison dip. Yeah. And what are you dipping into it? Well, you're just using, I mean, whatever you want to scoop, you can use a spoon. You can use another So it's not really a dip. It's like a mush. (laughs) No, it's a dip because it's layered, Lauren. Yeah, but you don't actually use a chip. So there's no base. Yes, you can use a chip. The commissary sells chips. I'm just saying if you want to make a dip out of commissary ingredients... That's your I mean, go-to. call it a dip, call it a mush. It sounds delicious. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so it does sound good. Those are good highs and lows, Chan. Yeah, you're welcome, folks. I just want to say that as you were saying your highs and lows, Chandler, as your sister, what I should have been wondering was how your mental health was truly doing and thinking I need to reach out. But I was actually thinking, are people going to be entertained by how like Bushy's bringing down the vibes of this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would just like to apologize. Um, okay. Well, sorry, listeners. Thanks, Lauren. I just want people to know that if they want to reach out to you about your mental health, that I would love that. Just please leave us a five-star review first. Yeah. Maybe also do it on Chandler's personal account. Like, I don't want that cluttering totally. up the feed, you know? Totally fair. Totally fair. I'll take it offline. Also, while we're speaking to the listeners, this is not so much a recap of pop culture as it is just like us speaking to our many, many fans. There's a lot of commentary around the fact that our hiatus, I don't know that we properly addressed this before, 
Our hiatus was due to the fact that Chandler and Lauren are sisters, and there were there were some some comments made by family that we'll just say strongly encouraged Chandler to take it off. We do have a really hilarious quote up there about on our history about our parents forcing us to take it down. I would just like to say I'm 35 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I moved out of the house when I was 17, which also now means that I have lived outside of my parents' house as long as I lived inside their house. <laughs> I was not a part of that. I did support it. I thought, I'm here for my friends. I just don't want anyone to think that my parents, four years ago when I was 31, <laughs> were threatening to turn off my cell phone bill. So You were just looking out for us so we could keep texting. Yeah. I just wanted to clear that up. Also, hey, Deb. Uh, Deb, I would actually love for us to get to a point where maybe just Deborah and I do an episode where I can interview her and ask like what her great fears were and what she'd like to see her daughters doing out of this podcast. I know she's going to have one ask from me, and this is a promise I've made to her via iMessage about a couple hours ago that I will cut last. <laughs> so I'm going to really try another promise to the listeners from me. I'm going to keep the vibe high and I'm going to keep my language clean. So... <laughs> Just there lie about how you're doing if you have to. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> That's love. That's love, people. You have one thing to say really quick. Shout out to Chris, my roommate. He helped me design our logo. He was honestly, he's a selfless angel. Thanks, Chris. Shout out to Chris. Literally keeping my sister's sanity, which I do care about, shockingly. And, and I mean, more importantly, got us this fine ass logo. So thank you so much, Chris. It is beautiful. It's really pretty. Language. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Lauren actually never made that promise to your mother. So she's (laughs) fine. That's true. That's true. I've not yet heard from Deb about needing to censor myself. Any swear words you want to say, maybe just like DM them to Lauren and she can say them. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Should we wait? So should we just revisit like what happened or should we move on? We can revisit. I can start. I was a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed young thing (laughs) in 2016. I was definitely not as jaded as I am now. And as you earlier heard. And I was doing this podcast with you guys. Everything was going great. I was really expressing myself. And, you know, maybe some things that were a little bit, you know, more risque or, you know, maybe frowned upon by the mothers of the group. Anyways. Just mother. Again, just just mother. mother. My mom listened to it, thought it was a riot. So. That's true. Your mom honestly loved it. I remember her being so supportive. Uh, So we were in the middle of all this when I got a series of text messages and ultimatums from both of my parents. I think I was on a hike and I came back to my phone that had s- several texts saying, take them all down or we will stop giving you money within 24 hours. I was, you have 24 hours to take them down or else your dad and I are going to listen to every single episode and then probably stop giving me, giving me money. I remember you calling me after that happened and like, I think I was 20, 25 at the time. I was also financially independent. I was not needing any support of any kind, but my blood still ran cold, like the Arctic running through my veins when you called me and said that mom was going to listen to our podcast. Because again, we were not necessarily filtering for our, our mom and her community. What do you think was the raciest part that we had when we talked about? Yeah, it was, that was literally going to bring down the kingdom of this podcast. Greetings. This is Lauren in post, in editing. And I will say that listening back, I feel like we're entering choppy waters. And I would like for all of us to get back onto safe, dry land. I literally feel seasick. So we're just going to change the subject and move on to Megan's highs and lows. My low 
is that I have been forced this week to be faced with my natural beauty, which has not been great. My hair extensions, gone. Mm. My skin tone, pale, sad, sickly. My nails, au naturel, gross. Mm. And the last, the last shred of dignity that I had, my lash extensions, toast. It's real pioneer in your place. It's not great. It's rough. I do have clip-in extensions that sometimes when I'm feeling a little fancy, I clip them in for my morning Zoom call. And I felt fine about that until one of the men from my office before we started, he goes, why did your hair grow three feet? No. I was like, oh, it's fine. That's hilarious. But here's the thing. Ain't no shame in my game. And I've never hid the fact that like I have three strands of hair upon my head. So I always just tell people that it's there. So I don't really care. And I also feel like the Kardashians have normalized hair extensions. It used to be something that people were very ashamed of. And now I feel like it's kind of normalized. So that's fine. But it doesn't hide the fact that in the morning, it's a rough, it's a rough scene. I remember hair extensions being just like a kiosk in the mall that you would walk by. And you would think- A phony pony. Yeah. And now, yeah, the Kardashians have done so much for the world in that way. We're forever indebted to them. And like celebrities in general, like all of the housewives and stuff, like one day Lisa Rinna has like a waist long ponytail. The next day she's in a bob. It's fine. I don't really care about the hair extension part, but I do kind of miss that like I could kind of wake up, throw on some tinted moisturizer and like feel ironically like an effortless (laughs) beauty. Just like, oh, I'm easy. I just throw on a touch of tinted moisturizer. (sighs) The plus side of this week, my high is that one day in between Zoom calls, I decided to look up a very fine and fancy recipe that I had never myself crafted. It seemed like a time to really stretch my wings and to uh, gain some culinary prowess that I didn't have before. I made Rice Krispie treats, but I made them with Fruity Pebbles. I've never made them before. And I didn't have a nine by 13 pan, so I put them into a little pie pan. And then my call was starting, so I just took said pie pan and a fork (laughs) and sat there eating it out of there like I was eating a bowl of cereal. Love that. Again, I wasn't ashamed. And throughout the call, I kept getting interrupted with people saying like, no, seriously, dude, those look so good. Like people were very jealous of them. So that felt like a real high. I would suggest to anyone who's making Rice Krispie treats, a little pinch of salt on the top of them really, really helps the salty sweet quotient. So. Will you list this recipe in the show notes along with the prison dip? Yeah, yeah, recipe in the show notes. Prison dip and salty, salty Rice Krispie treats. I never made them before, though, and it felt like a real moment for me. Um, Lauren, highs and lows. Okay, my highs were for sure not having a job. Honestly, that has been the highlight of the past week for me. Just to give you like a rundown of how my days are looking, today I woke up, I lied in bed on Instagram with a cup of coffee for a solid two hours. Then I got up... (laughs) Chandler is crying. Chandler is sobbing. Like I have more than five hours of sleep in the past seven days. (laughs) I did finally get up. I did finally get up, Chan, and I went and sat on the sofa and I read some like gossip websites and Twitter. Honestly, all went so fluidly. Like I then thought about starting a small bakery at home. (laughs) Despite not knowing the recipe. (laughs) recipe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I drank a glass of water. I took a bath. (laughs) I put on self-tanner meticulously for 30 minutes. And honestly, by that time, it was five o'clock. Like the day was over. (laughs) And the most startling thing I will say about being unemployed is not how much you can accomplish without having to go to work every day, but truly how little you can accomplish and how utterly natural it feels. Like 
I didn't feel bored or like I'm going crazy. It's like I'm finally at long and dear last, like living in like uninterrupted harmony with my every desire and win. I'm just like relishing and truly thriving. I'm like thawed winter snow. I'm going to need you to stop right there. Turning into a stream, (laughs) gently caressing my everyday experience as I gently glide down the mountainside. Let's just just pivot. Let's just pivot or else I'm going to break down and then you're going to have to cut it. Oh no, breakdowns. Breakdowns actually stay. It's in the contract that you signed. Anyone that breaks down on air, that shit stays. (laughs) It's honestly really been fabulous. I've been enjoying, I've been enjoying every second. The lows, I would say, strangely enough, are also not having a job. So it's really strange. While it's been so great, I would also say that I've cried almost every day. Like had some sort of emotional breakdown. Kagan, my boyfriend, was reading this Twitter thread to me about how hard the economy is going to be once this is over and how employers like are going to suddenly realize all the employees they didn't need. And I'm just thinking like, first of all, what is this like a pep talk? Like, why are you telling me this? So then I said, okay, well, like, thanks. I guess now I'm thinking like maybe I'll never get hired again. And he's like, yeah, maybe not. But I'm sure you'll find ways to make of making money. And I'm thinking, like, what does that mean? Like, what are you insinuating there? Like, like I'm gonna start like turning tricks on Del Mar Street in San Clemente. I'm so confused. You'll find ways you can flip furniture on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> that bakery. The bakery seemed like a good route to go down. Maybe an Etsy shop. An Etsy shop. What would you make on an Etsy shop? Name one thing. Go. Oh. Um crickets. Okay. Poet poetry. Poetry. I would probably like go to Joanne's Fabric and I would make like linen aprons. I would start like a linen apron shop. I think that could be successful. Oh my gosh. That's so romantic. All you do, like you sell aprons for $70. Like I want it. Okay. And that is kind of a little bit, just going back to my bakery idea, there's something like very romantic to me about just living off of the things you physically create, like tilling your own soil, like Uh. eating what you grow. I'm actually very into this feeling and idea. I haven't done anything to actually start it, but in my mind, I'm already living off of the spoils. This is really going back to your Virginia self. Let's talk about the housewives, the New York housewives this week, or as I like to call it, the episode where all the old women were horrified of tattoos. These high society ladies, they have never seemed so old. And when Sonia said she would never sleep with a guy with tattoos, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, right. Yeah, no right. one's buying that. You, you pretending nope. to have caveats when it comes to dudes is like so rich, Sonia. I just could not believe their stark reaction when they're like all pretty trashy ladies. Like, I understand people who have like a, oh, I don't personally want tattoos. That's mm-hmm. fine. But like, we all know people that have gotten tattoos when they were like younger and regretted totally. them or lasered. Like, it's nothing that shot. It was very, it was odd. Um, I just want to point out, I think the most hilarious subtle moment in Roni was when Mm-hmm. Luann asked for a Diet Coke and Ramona was like, yeah, we have Diet Coke. They're in the fridge. Like, refused. And then she took her seat. Refused to get She her took one. her seat. When she made uh, Tinsley and Leah pick up the plates. Well, and the way that she said it too was just like, well, you know, when Avery and her friends are over, they all chime in and help. So, uh, but you know what? <laughs> like, just did you want to... Did you want to act like my dog? actually is true, though, because think of what social gathering you've gone to that is, like, anything beyond an event. If you're going to something that's, like, a a 10-hour affair, you're going to help clean up. You're going to. It's an overnight thing. You're going to help clean up. Like, the fact that these women weren't naturally doing that was so disgusting. And... 
I'm sorry, but Luann's behavior was hilarious. Oh, oh so good. Her trying to work with the TV, editing gold. Editing gold in that dark, depressing basement that was so chintzy compared to like the gorgeous Hamptons rooms with the crown yeah. molding and the wainscoting and the beautiful trees and light coming through the windows. Then you go to like the dark and dank, depressing basement where Luann is just like sulking. That was hilarious. The lower level. It's the lower level, Lauren. The lower level. It could not have been like better set up by Ramona. Like, oh, I got you somewhere that has her own space, privacy. It was so I mean, good. I, what? Uh, when is it appropriate to be at someone else's house and to be like, oh, I'm not going to go to the common area where we're all gathering. I'm going to go to a separate common area and sit on in the living room by myself. It's just so strange. I loved it. I loved it. I love that she like, moved her stuff in and then like did a little shiver like oh it's freezing down here. oh my gosh like shiver like she was annie and it was cold in the orphanage like that was her vibes okay <laughs> totally it was so good when she did her ashes analogy wait what was oh, the ashes gosh. analogy i forget she was like and the ashes like scattered on you guys oh you yeah yeah i could feel like sprinkled and then dorinda's like i love an analogy it was so good so it good. was great can i talk to you about a product that you love that courtney loves and that i love please early bird cbd gummies are so phenomenal everyone they are the perfect 2.5 milligrams of THC and 12.5 milligrams of CBD. So this concoction, it gives you the warmest, gooeyest feeling. They have the magic formula. I love the watermelon flavor. That's my favorite. I also love using them when I know I need to get a good night's sleep and I can sleep in. You guys, we love Early Bird CBD so much. We reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in sponsoring the show because we were like, these products, these gummies, everyone needs to know about them we're gonna tell them about about them anyway so maybe we can get paid to do it and honestly we just cannot recommend them enough we have a link in our show notes you can go to earlybirdcbd.com use code popapologist20 for 20 percent off earlybirdcbd.com popapologist20 for 20 percent off do yourself a favor try the gummies they ship to all 50 states everybody you got to try it earlybirdcbd.com lauren the wall behind you it's quite barren what's going on there <laughs> you know what i find getting things framed to be very stressful and so i've just never done it i don't basically have anything framed in my home and it's sad for me it's very sad which is why we are so lucky to be sponsored by framebridge right now Yes, I am so excited to correct this wrong in my life. What's so great about Framebridge is for other people also intimidated by a gallery wall, if you go on their website, you can just very quickly, easily upload like five photos or whatever it is, and they will send you different dimensioned, cute frames, beautiful, sleek, modern, so you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a layperson like yourself. Everyone, see why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Can I just ask you guys a question before we move forward? Yeah. yeah. Were there any tattoos that you thought would have been really cool and like interesting and made people really like take a second glance at you that you considered and were close to getting when you were a young person. Okay. Yes. Yes. Several. <laughs> okay. Here, I'll start. <clears throat> Number one, I really thought that a peacock feather on my shoulder, like back mm -hmm. of my shoulder would be like fun oh and wild. God. Never did it. 
that was like a passing fancy. But the one that really stands out is one time I was on a date with a guy who was telling me about his new tattoo. And then he was asking me if I had any tattoos. And I was like, no, I'd really like one. I'm just trying to decide. He's like, well, what would you get? And I'm like, I don't know. I've thought about it. Like I might do a star on my hip, on my hip, you guys. Like right where you used to put the little sticker when you went to the tanning salon. Did you do that sticker? Like right on the front of your hip, like peeking above the bikini bottom kind of. It was so hot. I wanted a star on there. And he was like, well, you should do it. And I'm like, yeah, I should do it. And he goes, well, I'll get the check right now. We're eating sushi. We're at Happy Sumo. And he said, well, I'll get the check. Let's go. And I panicked. And then I thought, you know what? This is my moment. I am going to be the funnest, sexiest, most like, let's do this. How could he resist me after this? And I was like, yeah, totally. Let's go. Popped in the car, went to the tattoo parlor. It had closed 10 minutes previous. Which tattoo par- parlor in? I don't even think it exists anymore. It was on like State okay. Street in Orem. And then he was like, oh, well, we could go to this one. We drove to a second location. They were both closed. And he goes, yes, it's not going to happen. Do you want to schedule a time to do another time? And I was like, yeah, I guess. Like, we'll see. And then we didn't go out again. But I think that had I gotten that tattoo, things could have been different for us. Oh I mean, gosh. I, I yeah. again, I want to say I am, I am fine with tattoos, but like a star on your hip. I mean, that just says I had really bad taste at 18. That's all it says. So basic. Like nothing, nothing says like I'm 19 years old more than 19 years old Mm -hmm. and still shopping out of the Delius catalog. Mm -hmm. I do have two tattoos now that I feel fine about. So they're great. I don't think I've ever seen your tattoos. They're sensible. I have a heart on my wrist. My mom's maiden name is Heart. And my grandma used to collect like antiques that had hearts on them she would like go on a hunt and I found this really cool old axe that she had and this heart is actually like the exact heart from that axe like it was right at the base of it and so I copied that and that felt and this one also hilariously at the time I was like well I still want to be professional in corporate America so I put it in a place with a size and a position that my Michael Kors watch would cover it because you'll be sporting that Michael Kors, Michael Kors like gold that gold and pearl watch, no matter what, you won't be caught dead without it. That pearlescent watch. This tattoo may not be in. This tattoo may not be in fashion anymore, but that watch sure as hell will. So I did that, mm-hmm. and then on my ankle, I have one that's actually my brother's initial. My brother passed away a few years ago, and it's my brother's initial that I worked with my friend Jenna, friend of the podcast. And she made it into a, it's like a cursive letter L, but it kind of squishes together. So it makes like an infinity sign. That's awesome. So I have that. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like meaningful stuff is, is really cool. And yeah, I, I was once dating someone who I told him my ideas for, for a tattoo I wanted. That was very meaningful to me. And he was like, yeah, I actually think it's only cool to get tattoos that are just just pretty, like just like a flower or just like a, a star that maybe don't even have any meaning. I totally you know reject that. And I think like the only point of getting a tattoo is to have something meaningful that you want to stick with you. Sure. Speaking of men you dated, I would just, so oh, no. I would like to say that I have a distinct early memory of your, your boyfriend, or I think it was your boyfriend, Aaron. And I think it maybe was his brother's tattoo that you told me about when I was an adolescent. And this was the hottest thing I'd ever heard. It was the opening notes to Coldplay's The Scientist <laughs> on his red arm. And I don't know if it was Aaron or his brother. And you told me that. And I was like, I just had this moment where I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, someone's already thought of the coolest tattoo there could ever be. What's the point <laughs> in even trying? Because I definitely would have gotten some sort of band lyric or some something probably from a pop punk uh, band. I'm not one to downplay how embarrassing everything I've ever done is. But... 
I will say I have zero memory of this. Like none. Like I think this is really, you definitely told me that Aaron's brother had the tattoo of, <laughs> of the opening notes to the scientist. And I was like, that's the most beautiful opening of <laughs> He probably does. He probably does. I just have no memory of it. That's so funny. Speaking of ex-boyfriends, so my very cool idea that I thought was just going to be like so interesting and really just like up the ante on what a deep person I was, was to get the initial of every man I loved his first name, like (gasps) tattooed somewhere innocuous on my body. (gasps) This was something that I thought was just like, like really meaningful, like, cause they'll always be with me, you know, no matter what, like, I'm so in support of like this. I was like, I'll just do it like behind I my ear or like maybe like behind my <gasps> lip in white ink or like a, a, an alphabet soup of many <laughs> like maybe on my spine, like just like just like little letters, you know, like what was I thinking on what planet was not a good idea? I like it. I'll pay for this. <laughs> Tell me which tattoo shop. I'll pay Pelham. This sounds phenomenal can you this is amazing how many letters were there just out of curiosity As a passionate young woman there were many many letters okay <laughs> oh wow an alphabet like, it would have been a full letter. sentence i'm pretty sure with the number of people i thought i'd been in love with enough health and continents i hope so oh my gosh i wow. love that i'm not you know what for your birthday, maybe you might be getting a, a temporary tattoo kit. And we'll try it. Like it's just some do it yourself letters. And what if like Kagan's name was in the center is like the one you love most? I can see it all now. I'll start mocking it up in a Photoshop. No yeah, get get your roommate on a logo and then you can just pass it off I as just, your own. I really remember thinking like whatever guy I end up with, he's just gonna know like what like what a loyal woman I am and like how like what like a journey you've been I've, on to get to like him. Like the mountains I've traversed <laughs> to be by his side. <laughs> honestly, it's mortifying. That's phenomenal. Thank you. Also, I feel like that's got a good Netflix movie built into it. Like to all the boys I've loved before, but it's like the new, you know, because now there's two of those. They're really good. Um, this could be a really good Netflix movie. Uh, I'm already going to try to sell it. You know, that with my cookies. Those are my business yeah. ideas. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Sold. God. Other TV, I'm going to go on record and say it, stupid Kardashians episode this week. I hated it. I feel it. like it was the ultimate bait and switch. I feel like last episode, I thought this is going to be the most innovative show of all time. Like get rid of Black Mirror. Keeping up with Kardashians is stepping it up. They're breaking the fourth wall. Yep. They're completely like being so interesting. And it was, it was literally the worst episode. It was pulling every single generic reality TV trick of the trade. It was so gross. Do you honestly think that if Corey was seen with a redhead, that they would be, they would get in detective gear to go try to figure out who the person was. They would know what hotel room he was in. They would be somewhat laughing. They were like, they were like giggling about it. Like Khloe Kardashian is hardly going to laugh over a cheat. With scandal. her involved with her mother. Of all no the people. way. And it was yeah. so funny because I told Kagan, I just looped him in because he was right there. And I was like, just so you know, it's going to be Kris Jenner in a, in a wig. That's the end of this. That's how where this is going. Just so you're not a fool. Like they think that everyone else is going to be watching this. It was so awful. I will also say... I love Scott Disick like a lot, a lot. I did. The best part of the entire episode was at the very beginning when he had his open house and like Kylie's just walking around with Stormy and Sophia Richie's trying to hook up Mason with some girl. Like that was the best part of the episode. 
But later, here's what I don't need to see any more of improv classes on TV. I hate it. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. It's been done a million times. There's like a list of things that should just be banned from TV and they are improv classes, escape rooms, axe throwing. I don't need to see anyone throw an axe anymore. I also don't see need to see one of those rooms where you like break a bunch of stuff. Like that's not a thing. The cryo chambers don't Don't need to see that that. I don't need to see aerial yoga anymore. That doesn't need to happen either. All I want to see is these people in a room talking about something they care about. Like, that's it. That's all I want. I don't want you to be in Kendall's paint room, painting, like, kill me now. It's not interesting to me. It's not funny. It's not, it doesn't even, it doesn't, it detracts. Like, I want to see you on a couch just talking about something that makes you want to cry. Like, that's what I want to watch. I want to see someone hanging out in Kim and Kanye's bathroom, because that thing's incredible. I would like to see Stormy playing in the backyard. I would like to see, I'm going to say Chicago West is my favorite of all the children. I would just say that the fact that she's your favorite of all the children reveals how somewhat shallow you are on, on children because literally there's <laughs> only beautiful. one redeem. There's only one quality about Chicago that's different than, than the other children. And that she's like marginally false. better looking like, no, false. The other day she was singing rain, rain, go away. Little Salmi wants to play. Do you think she Aww. made that up? It was a, adorable no who cares kids just regurgitate kids don't make up anything they just regurgitate I'm an equal opportunity lover of children and I would say that I think all (laughs) of Kim's kids are beautiful and wonderful and I don't have a favorite who's your favorite kid honestly North I really do think North yes I really North oh yeah North is so spunky and funny and hilarious absolutely can I tell you guys a conspiracy theory I have yeah please Okay, Okay. this is my conspiracy theory. It is that Kendall and Kylie are not actually the children of Bruce Jenner. And the only reason for that is because if someone told me, they said, oh, these are, and I didn't know who Bruce Jenner was, right? And they said, this is Chris's children. We have Chloe, we have Courtney, and we have Kim, and we have Rob, Mm -hmm. okay? Four people with sparkling personalities. And then they said, and then this is Kendall and Kylie. I would say, oh, and they're by a different father. Was he a mime? Was he... (laughs) <laughs> like did he like they have no personalities they're not interesting they but have no neither, points of view neither did bruce yeah do you feel like bruce did i mean look at brandon jenner and brody yeah, jenner they're boring all so, so boring like d- are just beautiful people but really have nothing to okay, say okay that's fascinating to me because when i was thinking about this i was thinking about how bruce jenner is kind of does or caitlin jenner now oh my gosh we're already canceled Caitlyn Jenner now is kind of an outspoken person, but maybe you're right. Maybe she is kind of boring. She's pretty boring. Like her show was a snore. Her show was awful. Speaking of awful TV, Vanderpump Rules, stupid. I mean, I'm watching it because at this point I I kind of like, I yearn to feel anything. And if hatred Mm -hmm. is that feeling that I'm going to feel, then that's maybe fine. It's awful. I suggest Summer House if you're looking to fill that really, like, it's good. young, irresponsible vibe. I love Summer okay. House. Yeah. 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 Um, I feel like it's got that same reckless abandon that made us fall in love with Vanderpump. Totally. Uh, I have a few things about Vanderpump I want to discuss. Okay. One, Dana, who I was initially annoyed with her, but now I've like sort of come around to her. Um, I was really touched by her, what she talked about her mom. But I want what I want to touch on really is that she has two wildly different interview looks she has one interview look where she's wearing some sort of cobalt blue charlotte roos number and it's a zero (laughs) there's nothing as good about it the earrings aren't good the shape of it isn't good it's terrible 
But then she transitions. And I don't know if this is like later in filming when she maybe like got some taste or somebody gave her some taste. Uh, she's wearing like this oversized green jacket and has great earrings and her hair is styled really well. But anyways, I'm I'm fascinated to see where we net out with her taste because, mm-hmm. you know, she's really giving me mixed messages. I think we're going to see a major Dana glow up and that's what's in store. This is what always happens. Someone's first season on a show, reality or not, then they get famous. Then there's a huge glow up. They have all those nips and tucks they always wanted. They They get a new wardrobe. I feel like Dana is going to be like the smoke show next season. That's my prediction. I want to ask Lauren, would you like to revisit your comments about Bo from last week's pod where you essentially said he was completely unattractive to you and not a worthy suitor? Yeah. After the way he has handled when the shorts Katie drama went down last ep, how he stepped in telling shorts to, you know, shut up as did Sandoval. And then his discussion of the engagement and his profession of love for Stassi. Like, would you like to just amend anything you've said? After he talked about how he wasn't paying for the engagement ring, I would just like to feel vindicated as hell. Like, this guy is not impressive to me. (laughs) He had two. He had two rings that he was just like, like, it had nothing to do with Stassi. Like, oh, she'll love that it's like. Which one of these do you think she'll hate less? Like it was a, that was an odd 100%. No, it was not even like, yeah, does she like this style? Would this be good? Does she like white gold or platinum? It was like, this is what I have to choose from. Because again, the low key secret no one wants to talk about is that he's totally riding on her coattails. I'm doubling down. down. This is a hill I will die on. I'm so unimpressed with Bo. And also, yes, I do think it's cool that he stood up for Saucy. And there are like certainly sweet and charming moments. I'm just scared for their future. And I would like her to be with someone who maybe wasn't relying on her to be a reality star because guess what the paycheck is going to be off soon okay just is okay i i really don't think that he like that is his motivation for loving her i'm not saying that i think he has like the you know the best career in the world or that he has like the best motivation but i do think he's like a pure guy and i do think that his intentions with her are pure and that's the hill that i will die on Wow. Bold yeah. from both of you. <laughs> I'm going to say that I'm abstaining from uh, climbing upon any hill upon which I'm going to die. Historically, I have been known to have really poor taste and judgment. I felt great about Lamar Odom. I thought he was God's gift. I feel like Scott and Courtney were just wonderful together. I get my heart broken a lot. That's just in my celebrity life. In my personal life, it's a whole other story. So I'm just not going to say whether I think he's a good choice or not, because I will say I just like watching them on TV. Totally fair. I respect it. Is there anything else before we sign off? We're really, really happy to have all of our old listeners back. There were a lot of people who really love the podcast and have asked us a lot, actually. Not like every day or anything, but I have had a lot of people who listened our first time around who were really excited for it to come back. And we've gotten new listeners, too. So, you know, make new friends, but keep the old. Is what true. We're grateful for every one of you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. So yeah. So grateful. And Thank you. Stay tuned for next week. Bye. Stay tuned. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Pop Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Do you ever worry about running out of interesting things to say to friends when you actually get to see them? Then we've got the perfect podcast for you. I'm Eve Yohalem, and each week on Book Dreams, my co-host Julie Sternberg and I use books to explore fascinating questions, like 
What happened when a Harvard professor staked her reputation on an alleged gospel of Jesus' wife that turned out to be fake? And how did debut author Tom Lynn save the American Western by blowing it to bits? Are pigeons rats with wings or wonder birds? And what's the who, what, when, where, how, and especially why of books bound in human skin? Recent and upcoming Book Dreams highlights include conversations with Booker Prize-winning author Marlon James, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Katherine Schultz, and Merlin scholar Dr. Laura Campbell. You can listen to Book Dreams wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of The Therapy Group, and hosts of The Shrink Chicks Podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psychobabble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how. And work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey.